I ran out of money <laughs> and um, I wasn't better. And so I'm, I'll never forget this day. I consciously said to myself, well, I've done everything I can do. I, I'm at the end of the road. You know, I guess I'm just screwed. And I, I, I made the decision in my mind that whatever this thing is, I'm just going to let it kill me because obviously I've tried to fight against it as much as I can, but it's not working. So, okay, fine. You win. Hello and welcome to the Health Detective Podcast by Functional Diagnostic Nutrition. We bring you interviews from people who have conquered the trickiest of health challenges using the Functional Diagnostic Nutrition philosophy and similar healing modalities. You're going to hear from experts who have been through the ringer with their health issues and yet managed to come out on the other side. If you're interested in natural healing and or functional medicine, congrats, you are in the right place. You can always visit us at functionaldiagnosticnutrition.com. But for now, here is today's episode. Well, hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Health Detective Podcast by Functional Diagnostic Nutrition. My name is Evan Transu, aka Detective Ev, and I will be your host for today's show. And boy, do we have a show for you. But something I want to touch on really quick first is if you are not signed up for March 2023's Health Space Unmasked event, then you got to get signed up for this. This is something that you guys have been waiting for for a while. Everyone always talks about like FDN and functional medicine for your pets, and we we are finally bringing it to you. We have special guest, Dr. Ruth Roberts, and then Reed Davis, of course, will be on. If you do not know what our Health Space Unmasked events are, it is basically something that we only do once a month. It is completely live. You can actually interact with us and easily 100 plus practitioners and trainees and just people who are interested in health hop on. So you're part of a like-minded community. They usually run about an hour and a half to even three hours from my understanding because I'm not on all of them, but I've been on a lot. There's some really cool stuff here. And so the topic for this one is actually titled Unlock the Secrets of Functional Medicine for Pets and Discover Why Conventional Approaches Are Falling Short. Now, we all love ourselves because we're humans and, and that's great, but we love our animals even more. So we definitely want to make sure that these guys and gals are taken care of. How you can get the link to that is very simple. You just go to fdntraining.com unmasked that's fdntraining.com slash unmasked. And of course, I will have that in the show notes for you as well. So you can get signed up there. But learning about pets and how functional medicine can help them. Pretty cool. Today, we are not going to be talking about pets. We are going to be talking to a woman named Sarah Lohman. And she is an impressive individual. This is one of my favorite podcasts that we've ever done on this show. I do not say that in terms of making this a competition. A lot of what we talk about on here is very story-based. Of course, we mix in some cool science and business stuff in all of it, but a lot of it's story-based. And stories are the personal things. They're things that we resonate with or don't resonate with. And if I go share my story on this podcast or in person, some people will think it is the best thing ever and others don't relate to it at all. So it's not a competition. It's just there's a few factors in it that really resonated with me for certain things that my family members have gone through. And we'll talk about that in the show itself. Uh, but this was powerful, man. The 
well, I won't even spoil that. I actually don't want to spoil anything. Just know we will be talking about thyroid today. I am going to be having Sarah Lohman back on because we spent so much time on the story, and rightfully so, that I, I wanted to pick her brain for even more of the things that she's learned healing-wise, but we really only get to that at about the 30-minute mark. I hope that you guys enjoy this one even half as much as I did because that means you will absolutely love it. <laughs> Without further ado, let us get to today's episode. All right. Hello, Sarah, and welcome to the Health Detective Podcast. How are you? Hi, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Uh, one thing I actually want to jump into right away and shout out is because you just had Reed Davis on your podcast, founder of FDN, and our audience, uh, I feel like Reed, you know, because he has a bunch of knowledge, but on podcasts, he seems to say similar things, and yet these people love going and listening to him. So I'll obviously shout out your business at the end too, but where can people find the podcast at least? Yeah, thank you for saying that. I had a wonderful interview with him. He's such a cool guy. So my podcast is Thursday Thyroid Talks. And oh, nice. I just posted a new uh, episode this week. So it's actually the second episode back. So definitely go check it out because I talked to him about what he felt like were the root causes of thyroid illness. And it was really cool to hear his feedback from all his years of practicing. Mm -hmm. Very so definitely. cool. Thank you. And I, yeah, again, there's just, we were talking about this off air, the amount of people that listen to us or that go through the FDN course that, I mean, thyroid issues are almost par for the course. I don't know anyone almost that hasn't had this, at, even if they don't consider it their main issue, it's like, this is still a problem overall. Um, and I've had experiences too, personally, that we'll talk about later, but the, the indirect personal ones, the reason I'm particularly passionate about this is because my mom was diagnosed with Graves disease. And before we found out about any of this stuff, she ended up getting her thyroid removed. And mm. looking back, it is clear as day to her and I that this never needed to happen. But um, I really appreciate that you talk about that and include that in your, your media kit. And that's something that you add in because, and I get it, it's not as common. So of course, more people are going to talk about Hashimoto's, but you can find Hashimoto's and hypothyroidism mm. all day. I talk to people all the time in our space that don't even know what Graves disease is. And I'm like, all right, guys, we got to we gotta get on top of this because there's a lot of people struggling with that. But I'm getting ahead of myself. So yeah. how I would like to, to start is pretty much the same way we always start on this show. I'm, I'm curious, and I try not to look this up beforehand, so I actually don't know this about you because I want it to be genuine. Did you have health symptoms before that led you into this space or was there something else that led you here? Oh my gosh, I was a health train wreck Okay. Yes. <laughs> so, Let's explore that then. What did that look like? Okay. Let's. Okay. So get some popcorn. Um, yeah. So my train wreck started actually uh, September 29th, 2008, also known as the infamous um, economic crash, the 2008 economic crash. So pretty much anything that could happen to a person during that crash, like that you literally heard like on the news and everything I went through, it was brutal. So it was like my husband lost his job. My um, landlord just decided to not let us know that he was letting the house go. Even though we were still paying rent, we woke up to like an auction notice taped to our door. Um, my husband um, also didn't let me know that his plans after he got laid off while he was on unemployment was to um, party and start to sleep around with the majority of the girls in the neighborhood. Um, I was working as a full-time receiving manager for a big retail company 
And it was a, it was like a thing that all of a sudden these companies were doing. And after the economic crash, it was like they were forcing um, people from full-time to part-time and then taking away all of their benefits. So that happened to me. It was basically like, um, either accept this part-time position with no benefits or forfeit your position. So it was like, holy crap. So all of these things, just like, boom, 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 just, you know, took me down. And I ended up packing my whole house up into storage one weekend and moving in with my in-laws, just with me and my son. And, um, my, my husband decided that he needed to go explore some other avenues with other people. And as you could imagine, like going through so much trauma and loss in such a short amount of time, I was just, I just lost it, you know, and I couldn't, uh, from all the stress I, I was, my appetite was suppressed. I had like no desire to eat. And so I'm just naturally tall and thin to begin with. So me dropping 35 pounds, I was like scary skinny, like Skeletor and excuse me. And, um, I couldn't sleep because of all the stress from my husband and I was a walking zombie. I was still trying to keep up with being a mom working Mm -hmm. and it just took a toll on me. And so one day things just started happening to my body. And it was like, I'm straightening my hair and I'm like, why are clumps of my hair falling out? Mm -hmm. And it was like, okay, why do I have these weird pains in my arms and my knees and my legs? It was like just these mystery things just started happening. And so I truly thought it was from my work because I lifted a lot of heavy things. I did a lot of like entry, like data entry on the computer. So I'm like, well, maybe I have carpal tunnel and like all these things, you know, trying to justify it in my mind. So because I just lost my benefits, I was like, hey, to the manager, I was like, I think I need to go to the doctors. Do you think you could workman's call me? And she's like, sure. So I go to urgent care and I'm like, you know, rambling everything off of like all my symptoms like we do. And this doctor, he was just real, um, he came off just very arrogant. He was like, hmm, let's check your thyroid. And I was like, huh? Okay. So in the middle, oh, I forgot one huge piece of this. In the middle of all of that, like fallout in my life too, my brother, who was two years older than me, did some stupid things and got sentenced to 12 years in prison. So I suddenly became like his prison advocate and lifeline, which was a crazy all within itself because that system is just crazy. And so I'm sitting with a doctor and he's like, let's test your thyroid. And they have like a lab in the urgent care. And I'm like, okay. Um, so the results come back 30 minutes later and he's like, your TSH is at like a seven point something, which I had no idea what that meant at the time. And he's like, um, yeah, you have low, you know, low thyroid, you have hypo, uh, follow up with the primary, primary care doctor in the morning and get some medications and mm-hmm. pretty much just walked out of the room and, um, I'm sitting on the crunchy paper. That's what I like to call it. I'm sitting on the crunchy paper, just kind of in shock. You know, that moment of diagnosis for anyone is very, very scary. And you go into almost like slow-mo. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I was like, what just happened? It was just like a whirlwind. So naturally, I go out in my truck and I cry. And then um, I drive home and I start Googling everything, you know, good old Dr. Google. And so things started progressing Um really just strangely after that because I had no insurance. So it was like, well, what do I do? How do, what do I do? He said meds and all these things are going through my head. And by this time, like a severe uh, level of fatigue had set in that I 
didn't even know existed. And it was like, I was so weak. I couldn't even shower and let alone like I couldn't stand up in the shower. I didn't, I didn't have the strength barely to wash my hair. I didn't care about shaving my legs. It was like, it was really scary, you know? And so I call the urgent care back in the morning and I'm like, well, I don't have a primary. So I talked to the new doctor on duty and he was like, sure. And he sent over some armor thyroid, 60 milligrams to the pharmacy. And I'm like, okay, so I got to take a pill the rest of my life is basically what I was just told. Right. And I, this is like the number one thing that most women go through is like, okay, so I just got to take this pill and I'll be okay. Right. And it's just, the, it's just, there's no information given to you. It's just right. such a vague thing that we all go through. And so I'm like, okay, well now I have a medication that I need a doctor to manage. So I guess I need to find a doctor. And since I was already into like the organic scene and I would go to my local health food store and sit and eat lunch, I was looking through their magazine one day and I found like a alternative doctor that did cash cash patient stuff like for hormones on Wednesday nights. So I started there and that really was the beginning of 10 years of just trial and error of all systems. And every year I was trying to find the path to help myself, you know, whether it was a new functional medicine doctor, a new new alternative medicine doctor, I've been through them all, all the titles. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember the day where I, I found out what an endo was. And I was like, oh, I was like thinking the heavens were like partying. I was like, finally, someone that's going to fix me, you know, because they have that term specialist behind their name. And you're just like, oh, my gosh. And you have all this hope. Right. And you go. And my introduction to my endo was she came in the room, slammed the door, said, if you don't switch to synthetic, I refuse to work with you and stared at me. And I was like, holy crap. So I walked out on her. Um So it was just like all these kinds of situations, you know, like, oh, let's put you on this compounded medicine that put me into hyper. And like, I thought my, uh, I was going to have a heart attack, you know, and every year I kept getting sicker and sicker and sicker. And no matter how much I tried to get myself better by eating better, um, green smoothies, like tons and tons of supplements. It was like, I was battling myself and I would try to be, I cut gluten out, I clicked cut dairy, cut corn, cut soy. It was just like, oh my gosh, like the food scarcity, you know, like I was cutting so much out of my diet thinking it would help, you know, that I was putting myself into like this, like food fear, almost like place of what am I going to eat? You know, I would stand in front of the fridge crying because I didn't know what I could eat. And so 2015, rolls around. And I was so sick at this point, I pretty much had about 25 symptoms. And I was so weak, I couldn't turn the steering wheel. And the the low energy gave me such bad panic attacks that I couldn't function at work anymore. I was having multiple panic attacks on the floor as a customer service representative. And with my, um, my account reps and stuff, like I, I couldn't function. And so scared for myself at this point. I'm like, okay, there's something seriously wrong with me. So I go back to my primary and I'm like, I need to get taken out on disability. I'm not okay. And 
they love sending you through tons of, of hoops because they just want to always say it's mental, you know, stress or depression or something. And so he tried, I feel like he tried to deter me from it by saying, Oh, you need to go see the shrink and you talk to the therapist and all these things. And I was so determined to have him take me out that I did everything he asked and I passed and he kind of was like, okay, fine, I'll take you out. And so I was so relieved and I turned around, I took all my disability money and I dumped it into another doctor. And I was thinking, um, oh, this is going to be it. You know, like I researched and I was like, oh, I'm going to just find that one amazing doctor that's going to like help me. And so I started working as a cash cash patient with this, um, this younger doctor. And I loved her because she had all the drive that you want. Like, let's pull every test under the sun, you know, and find out what's going on with you. And I was like, yes. So, um, so she starts doing that. It's all blood work. And, um, she's like, oh my gosh, you're Hashimoto's. Oh my gosh. Do you even eat protein? You have no protein on your labs. Oh my gosh. You're so deficient in your nutrients. And it was just kind of like this bomb after the bomb. And, and it was exciting. And I was like, yeah, I'm finding things out. But at the same time, it was, you, you almost go through this head trip of like, oh my gosh, like I'm so faulty and defective mm-hmm. and look at all these things wrong with me. And like, well, no wonder it's like, you almost get the validation, but then you, then you almost feel like crappier about yourself at the same yes. time, you know? Yes. <laughs> Does that make sense? Well, it's, and it's in that order too, right? Because initially when you've been going through something like you've been through, it is initially validating. And then it's usually like that drive home or when the doctor leaves the room, you're like, wait a second, this sucks. <laughs> you know, like not that you didn't know it sucks no before, way. but yeah, it's, it. yeah, that's tough. Wow. Yeah. Especially when you get the autoimmune label dropped on your, you're just like, ah, shit, my body's attacking me. You know, mm-hmm. like that's what puts you into the like faulty genes, defective, I'm screwed for life. And that's, I think that particular um, diagnosis of the Hashimoto's really plays a number on women's mindset and like starts really robbing them of their hope. And um, so that's, we can talk more about that later, but um, so I worked with her for six months and she was doing all kinds of IV pushes and all these things, but really nothing got me over the edge. So I ran out of money (laughs) and um, I wasn't better. And so I'll never forget this day. I consciously said to myself, well, I've done everything I can do. I'm at the end of the road. You know, I guess I'm just screwed. And I I made the decision in my mind that whatever this thing is, I'm just going to let it kill me because obviously I've tried to fight against it as much as I can, but it's not working. So, okay, fine. You win. And it was like this really depressing moment of like succumbing to illness And so I just sort of fell into this depression and I did my best to cope day in and day out. And no one around you, around you, when you've been chronically sick for a long time, they don't want to know. They don't want to hear about it. They're tired of hearing about it. So you really do come and you start suffering alone, you know, and that is really, really hard for women as well as that isolation is terrible. And so while all of these years have passed, my brother serves 10 years in prison and he gets released. And it was a very obviously like exciting moment for me. I'm my brother back. I'm very relieved. 
and he was diagnosed with Hashimoto's. So while I was going through my yeah situation on the outside, I was advocating for him on the inside to get him desiccated medication and doctor's appointments and labs. It was crazy how much between the two of us I was doing. And so I was so relieved and it was nice to have someone to talk to, but then he had everything on his plate with like reacclimating to society and all these really hard things he had to go through. And long story short, it didn't, it didn't work out for him in the long run. And I'll never forget one of our last conversations. He was like, sis, I don't know how I'm going to continue my job because he did HVAC. And he's like, I have to work 14 hour days installing air conditioners in a hundred degrees on roofs. And he's like, I don't have the energy to do this. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like I so understand. And it was shortly like within weeks of him telling me that um, his friend calls me and tells me that my brother's on drugs and there was some drama going down. And I was like, Oh my gosh. So I call his girlfriend and I'm like, what's going on? And she's like, yeah, it's, he's been acting really weird. So we kind of pieced things together and tried to do like an intervention to get him clean and okay. And it didn't work. And he just more or less got mad at both of us. And, um, the next day I woke up, we got in a big fight that night. And the next day I woke up super worried about him and, um, I couldn't get a hold of him all day long. So I just go about my day. And then next thing I know, at six o'clock at night, I get a call from his, uh, the gal, a gal he was renting a room out from. And she was like, she was like, honey, I have to tell you something. I'm like, what's wrong? And she's like, your brother's dead. So she's like, it's all over the news too. go look at the news. And I was like, what, you know, like next level, slow motion, like altered reality. And, um, so sure enough, he he was working on his truck. He was high on meth. He was working on his truck because it was broken down. He was trying to fix it in the middle of the night. And he went to some like mechanics shop looking for a part. And someone called the cops on him and it turned into this like uh chase and they shot him 14 times in his vehicle and he went off into the ravine and died. And so that now fell on my plate. Um, <clears throat> I had to take care of everything. I was being investigated by the detectives. It was insane. And that that was six months long. But I want you to know that this was the most miraculous thing that ever happened to me because his death ended up saving me. Hmm. And now I, even though I miss him, obviously, in my life, like I wouldn't, I don't regret this for a minute. And his, so what happened was, losing him so tragically, it showed me how short and precious life truly is and how I was wasting my life away, just miserable. I had a miserable outlook. I was in a miserable marriage. I I didn't like anything about my life. And I was just going through the motions, trying to do whatever to keep my family together. So my son could have like a stable home or in the meantime, it was killing me. Mm -hmm. And I, it was like a veil was lifted off of my eyes and I could see life for the first time. And what I saw, I was not okay with. And I was like, this is nope, nope. And so the way I describe it is I dropped a nuclear bomb on my life. It was like the funnest thing I've ever done. 
Um, I still had no job, no money. So my first plan was, okay, I'm going to start selling everything so I can um, make some money and move out. And so I decided I was going to divorce my husband. I was, I was going to change every aspect of my life and I was going to find me again. So I started selling my blender, my juicer, my beach cruiser, and I saved up 500 bucks. And then I started texting anyone and everyone I knew. And I was like, can I move in? Can I rent a room? Mm -hmm. And my neighbor across the street and two houses down was like, sure, you can move in. So once I had a place to go, I, I told my husband, I was like, we're done. I, I don't want to be with you anymore. And I moved out. And the first thing I did is I enrolled in college and I was so excited. And I was like, yes, I knew I wanted to do something in the health and nutrition aspect, but I wasn't sure. I just, you know, knew. So that was always, that was, that is my degree is health and fitness. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so I, then I just started re-exploring what I liked and what made me happy. You know, like I love riding bikes. I hadn't ridden a bike in 20 years. Why? you know, and I was doing cartwheels with my daughter and I was just blasting music and dancing and just trying to find happiness and like everything. And it was incredible how just these changes, just the change of knowing I was going to divorce my husband and move out and start a new life. It, my energy levels started coming back. Hmm. I had more energy. And so, um, throughout all of this, uh, one of the terms that I've coined as one of the root cause factors, because I've narrowed it down to 10 root cause factors of thyroid illness. So this one right here that I'm talking about, I call it spiritually sick. I was spiritually sick. And um, so all of these things that I did when I started rediscovering who I was and not around the identity of a sick girl, Right. Because we get so stuck in that chronic illness that that's who we become. Mm -hmm. And it's sad. And so I had to find myself again. And I did. And then I moved back home to San Diego and I, I thought I was going to be a registered dietitian. And then I took one look at the food guide pyramid and I was all, no, hell no. <laughs> Not going that route. <laughs> so I didn't know what I wanted to do. And then you know, through divine guidance, I heard uh, the model health show and Cynthia Pasquale Garcia one day talking with Sean Stevenson. And I heard about the Institute of Transformational Nutrition and that it was accredited. And so I got so excited. I called my counselor and I was like, I found it. I found my next path. So I actually enrolled in that school. So I was doing two schools at the same time. Couldn't have been happier. So I had a dual graduation. Uh, so I got my certification as a transformational nutrition coach and uh, my degree in health and fitness. But while I was also studying and going through all of these, I was hell bent on fixing myself. So my divorce was underway. I moved back home. This was like probably a year, year and a half later. I started dating a boy I had a crush on in high school. So I was doing all these things for me and I was already feeling a lot better spiritually and emotionally, but I realized I was still having a significant amount of like physical symptoms. And mm -hmm. so it was like, okay, well, why? Right. So I ended up buying this program where I had access to a practitioner's labs and I didn't know what I was doing. I was all by myself. Right. And I, I was so tired of the doctors. I was so tired of wasting money. I, I was just like, I'm going to figure this out myself. Mm -hmm. 
So with my grant money that I would get each semester, I was buying tests <laughs> and I went test crazy on okay. myself and it was so fun, but you know what? I can't, there were some monumental moments where I would get back a piece of my puzzle from the test results and I would set up my table and just weep because I knew that I was figuring out my whys. And before I had any training or anything, I didn't realize I was setting up protocols for myself. I was figuring out, I was taking these answers and then I would research herbs, foods, and supplements and all these different things that I could do to counter, right? What I just found out. So I did my gut, um, adrenals. I was doing everything, infection panels, and it was just absolutely incredible. So I was able to actually reverse all 25 of my symptoms really quick. Like it was actually shocking to me how fast I was able to get rid of these things. But then what I realized was left over after that was all of the mental and emotional and spiritual healing that I needed to go into. Right. Mm -hmm. So it was like, I had the grief from the, my dad's death, which I realized I didn't process the grief from my brother's death, all the abuse from my narcissist husband. And then you kind of go, Whoa, <laughs> like I just hit yeah. the tip of the iceberg, you know? Um, so that's basically what led me into starting my own company, Coach Share Joy. And I've been um, coaching other thyroid warriors now for three years. I have, I love it. I absolutely love it. And so I, you know, like Reed and what you do, I am a root mm -hmm. cause coach and I don't believe in not providing answers, you know, because I know what no answers do right. for women. <laughs> so. Yeah. Wow. All right. Yeah. Um, damn. That would. Uh, do you speak like on this subject, like speak professionally? I don't. We should talk about that afterwards, but that's besides the point. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll do that after. Uh, okay. So this is incredible because there's so many different aspects here. Because obviously when you were, when you're going through these labs and learning this stuff, I'm sure there was plenty dietary changes that occurred and all those types of things. But initially when this all started, I mean, this truly is a result. At least it was the final straw result. Maybe your body was already building to this. Who knows? But it was a final straw result of serious shit going on and occurring and then leading to this type of stuff. And I think this is kind of a perfect example of, of what Reed talks about in FDN because he believes very few, as you probably learned, or you might've already known this, but you might've heard his perspective the other day is what I mean. He believes very few thyroid cases are what he calls quote unquote primary thyroid cases. Most of them are secondary and tertiary. And when I hear your story, I'm like, okay, stress overload through the roof and then an oversimplification, but we have this hypothalamic pituitary thyroid axis and yours is just getting bam, bam, bam. There's just punch after punch. Of course, you're going to have these symptoms and there, there's so many things to touch on. But one thing I want to, I have to acknowledge this because this is so validating for the people out there is I really in particular appreciate your sharing of the doctor's experience because we're not against doctors here. We have doctors that go through the FDN course. I always have to reiterate that in case it's the first time someone's listening. But what you experienced isn't uncommon, unfortunately, in terms of like, hey, it's in your head. There is no population I see get screwed worse than women with autoimmune conditions. 
And the, it is you. the, yeah, the number one, unless you like literally have something, I suppose I could be wrong, but I'm going to guess something like vitiligo, psoriasis or whatever. Okay. Clearly we can see this now, right? The second that you take away the visual aspect of the autoimmune condition, they are the most screwed uh, group with this because similarly at a time frame wise, my mom was actually probably going through the early stages of this at the exact same time as you. And it took seven years to get a diagnosis of Graves' disease from the professionals. It's not like she wasn't, she had no affiliation with a natural side of things, whatever, didn't care, just wanted to get help for this. And so is going to doctors, is going to actually relatively damn good ones, and no one could even tell her what the diagnosis is. So this wow. is what happens to people like yourself, like my mom and many other women out there. And it's it's not... I think it's getting better, but it's still not anywhere where we need it to be because it's happening all the time and it's scary. Like what could we do in the holistic space? Because look at what you did with all those years of dealing with it. What could we do in the holistic space if we found this two weeks in with the person, right? Okay. Yeah, this is what it is. Let's do this because we can focus on this naturally. Uh, Because seven years or years of this without like proper diagnoses and proper understandings, the person can't even begin to start half the time what they're needing to do uh, because no one's ever told them what the problem is. So I'm just, I I find it so cool how you have turned this around because one of my favorite quotes is the final stage of healing is using what happened to us to help others. And you're the embodiment of that. Right. And I suppose with what you've went through, it's almost like there's no other choice. It's like, what? I mean, I can't even picture you. What are you going to go back do a customer service stuff? No, you you have to do this. This is your purpose here clearly. And so, um, Absolutely. What did this uh, What did this look like in the initial stages of business? Had you, had you ran any businesses before? Or was that a new concept for you? Okay. I cannot <laughs> so. tell you. I I am pure passion. <laughs> it has been. I can't tell you how hard it's been. Like I have no business experience, entrepreneurial experience, nothing. I literally, like you said, I. I sat there and I got all those test results back and back and I saw with my own eyes why I was sick and it made me angry that it had took me this long. I wasted so much of my life. I, I begged so many doctors. I did so many things and, you know, to get these answers. And I just wept because like you said, like this is happening to so many women and I, ha- I, yeah, like my mission was born in that moment. I'm like, I, I have to do something about this. Like, yeah, I can't, I love, love everything you said. Like, I literally cannot picture myself doing anything else because this is so bad. You know, everyone thinks COVID was, COVID's been terrible, but <laughs> this is a absolutely in crazy silent pandemic that is happening day in and day out. No one is talking about it. Nothing is, nothing is being done done. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm not going to lie. Like I see myself as a leader that's emerging in this community as a spokesperson. And Mm -hmm. I would love to get bills passed. I would love to get testing changed. And in fact, even though I was going to save this for the end, I'll just tell you guys now, Please. I just started because this is so bad and I'm hell bent on fixing it that I just launched a worldwide community <laughs> called the Butterfly Gang. And right now that's my main focus. Yes, I have clients. Yes, I work one-on-one, but this 
it's interesting how this year my passion has been turned to education because so many women are, there's so much gaslighting, misinformation online. And the number one thing that I see with my clients is like, while I educate them, there are so many aha moments that they're forever changed on how they take care of themselves and how they are going to move forward with doctors and labs um, and maintaining the health that I help them um, regain. Mm-hmm. And it, the empowerment, I have to provide this empowerment through education and support. Because like I said earlier, the number one thing, women DM me every day on Instagram and they say, thank you so much for what you're doing because I have no one else to talk to. No one understands their pain and their suffering and they feel so alone. Yet there's millions of women that are going through this, but they feel so alone. And I'm like, this stops. I'm like, this aloneness is not um, not okay because that's how I felt. I was so alone and sad and I just wanted someone to talk to and so, yeah, I've started my community. Um, I already got, you know, wonderful women from all over the world to join. It's it's going really great. And so um, I'm really excited for where this is going to go and and how I can help empower and change women's lives. And how can people join that? Because I already – I have one person for you at the very least. My mom's yeah. going to love this. Because, well, not many – there's a lot of people that I know that go through this and then do the work one-on-one. There's very few that I know that go and turn this into almost advocacy work. And it, it's mm-hmm. uncanny, the similarities in the stories, because it, well, it's not my place to share. It's not the same traumas, but you'd be shocked, like the overlaps here. And I know her whole thing is like, you know, wanting to start like an autoimmune nonprofit eventually. And, and she's got a lot before that, but I just, I already know that she would join this. So where can people get a part of that? Yeah, absolutely. So on my Instagram page, it's on the link on my Instagram page, which is at coach.sarah.joy or my TikTok page, which is just coach Sarah Joy. I actually, I don't, I'm in the middle of my, of setting up a new website. So I don't have that. I otherwise in the future for people that hear this in the future, you could try coachsharejoy.com. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Yeah. And I will, um, I can adjust the show notes accordingly or just put both. And then um, our listeners are thankfully pretty intelligent people. They should be able to figure yeah. it out, you know? Um, cool. So I want to make sure too that we, because you've probably learned so damn much in terms of how to address this stuff. And so you're, you're more than welcome to take it any route that we want because we got okay. about 16 minutes left and we, we've went through this story and Clearly, uh, because you talked about this spiritual side to it, that, that's obvious. I, I believe that wholeheartedly. But we all know that there are people that go through certain things that never get Hashimoto's, that never get Graves' disease. They never get cancer. So there, there's other aspects, biochemical, genetic, whatever, that go into this. So what are some of the the things now? Because I think you almost talked about, like if the spiritual is one, I don't know what you listed it as. I apologize. What did you call it? A root? The 10 root cause factors. Okay, 10 root cause factors. Perhaps we don't have time to get through all of them, but um, yeah. let's talk about some of your favorites. Like what, what are some of the other ones that people should look out for? Well, my favorite that was the most life-changing in for me and my health that I still keep up on consistently has been the mineral depletions and heavy metal mm-hmm. toxicities. So when I discovered the hair tissue mineral analysis, do you guys do that in the FTN program? Not in the main course, but we do have access to it as graduates. Yes. Oh, oh it's incredible. So mm-hmm. I, I 
stumbled across that as with everything. Okay. Stumbled is the wrong word. I was divinely guided to this particular (laughs) test. And so it was when I pulled this on myself that I really, I mean, this, it doesn't go any deeper root cause than your hair and what you get back on that. But you have to use the right lab um, because some labs will wash or bleach your hair and skew your results. Um, So what I have found is a very important factor is the mineral deficiencies. And there's so many reasons why the mineral deficiencies are occurring. We could have a show just on that. You know, it goes into the crappy soil and the poor food that's malnourished in its of itself. Right. But then the stress factor that you were talking about when we're under stress, we burn through our minerals, nutrients in general, five times faster (laughs) than we do when we're not stressed. Right. So like what you said with all of those stress, stress, I got hit, 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 hit. And then so when now looking back, I'm like, well, no wonder I started having symptoms because I was burning through all my nutrients and I wasn't eating and I wasn't eating properly. So I wasn't replenishing from all the stress. Mm-hmm. And then, <clears throat> but the minerals. So as our minerals, what I'm seeing is the majority of women are de- deficient in the, the main minerals, just magnesium, sodium, and potassium. And sodium is a core mineral that we need for adrenal function. Hmm. And a lot of people, they want to say that it's the thyroid going slow first, but really what I have found is the adrenals kind of tinking out first and then bringing the thyroid down with it. Sure. You know, and then I'm also seeing like with my, my people that have the nodules, their calcium displacement because of the low magnesium and other minerals is really severe. Okay. And yeah. So and so as our minerals deplete, our our body will put metals to um fill in the deficiencies and we accumulate metals as well. And so as I ha- as I bring the mineral to metal imbalance um back into place with my clients, it's incredible how I can start getting the organs and glandular systems to start operating properly just by bringing those uh, together. Because what people don't realize is minerals really are the foundations, the foundation to health. It really does start in the minerals. They're the catalyst. And um, so that's my first, that's my first favorite root cause. My second one is infections. So with your mom, right? When you said your mom, it took her seven years the gap that I'm seeing in the main, not even just main, the, one of the gaps that I'm seeing in all medical fields with thyroid warriors, and this is where one of the things that I do with every single one of my clients is I run um, strep. A lot of my clients will show up and said, I had strep throat my whole life to the point where my tonsils re- were removed, right? So they have a history of infection. The majority of them, they'll have herpes or Epstein-Barr and they don't even know it. They will have a bad infection going on. Their white blood cells will be elevated. I mean, all markers are maxed and they don't, and no one, the doctors will see like your EBV, you know, VCA, EBV, like was out of 600 and they're, they're not really even putting them on like a basic antiviral. They're just ignoring it. 
So one of the things that I started testing that I, after I figured it out for myself, I was like, well, I want to see. So I started testing all my clients for infections. Um, and sure enough, I find the majority of them highly infected in their blood and in their, in their organs and glands. And so I think right there that that's one of the key factors to actual thyroid illness is there mm -hmm. is a true infection happening within the gland that's causing damage. And then you add on the stress, then you add on the mineral deficiencies, then you add on the gut imbalances, then you add on the gut infections. And it's just like this pile, yeah, you know, and that's why they can't uncover it because they don't even use the testing to uncover it. Do you find, um, is parasites ever involved in this as well? So I, the, the, I don't know if you know who Kieran, I would say his last name wrong. Kieran Kishan. Um, he, yeah, runs he's been on the show. Oh, I yep. love him. Yeah. So, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so I am big fan, a big, big fan. So the gut test that I use is his BiomethX. and it's sad, sad to say, but right now he doesn't have parasites within it. Mm -hmm. I really hope he will. Um, but I don't ever discount mold or parasites. Sure. I just, I just do the minerals and the gut and the infection. I focus on those right now. And I have a lot of success with getting, with restoring my clients health and stabilizing all of their labs um, just by focusing on those. And, you know, one of the things when, when we start restoring the stomach and rebuilding the hydrochloric acid and getting the liver detoxed and, you know, proper bile flow. And we open up the detox pathways and people are, you know, going number two more than once a day or once every other day. A lot of things naturally start resolving, you know, and your first, your first, um, like line of defense to protect yourself is your hydrochloric acid. And the majority of people don't even have enough of that. And so they're suffering with a severe heartburn reflex. And <clears throat> then that just goes into the poor absorption. So um, yes, I would love to pick up those tests and get even more geekier <laughs> well, with my clients. But yeah, so far I, I haven't, I haven't needed to. Gotcha. I only ask because um, and it's completely anecdotal. It's like one case, really. But the one guy, Ryan Monahan, he is um a huge FDN practitioner, and he's one of our clinical advisors. And he put it this way: This is crazy. His TSH when he originally got tested was a one fifty, and it stopped at one fifty because the test didn't go any higher. That was the highest that the doctor had ever seen. And so it, it's pretty cool because he's like you, right? He's turned this all around and, and now really helps people that are struggling with this and not getting um, any resolution. And my God, he was a young man at the time too. It took him, I think, he went to a, a Yale clinical grand rounds with 40 doctors and no one tested the thyroid. He ended wow. up going to like this naturopathic guy that finally did it. It's just like that. And I know I'm biased because I've learned from people like you and my mom, but this is 101 to me. Like, why would you not? This is a blood test for God's sake. Like, this is not hard to do. It is simple. And I can include a bunch of other markers on there mm -hmm. if I really want to. But again, mm -hmm. we'll spend another hour on that. But <laughs> yeah. it's, it's just amazing because it's really simple to test for. And so um, I only ask because he genuinely believes that when he got rid of blastocystis hominis, that was like the final thing for him. However, I love what you just brought up because it's like, okay, 
the virus, the parasite, whatever. It's it's never just one thing anyway. So if you start nailing down all of this other stuff, you are going to have a client in front of you that starts feeling a lot better because the body, our human selves weren't, wouldn't be here today if we couldn't handle some level of stress or if we couldn't handle parasites. Many humans throughout history, I'm not saying it's ideal. I'm not saying I would wish for one, but to act like we can't handle this stuff to some degree, it, that's asinine, right? We, we obviously can. That's how we got to this place today. And so it's just more about lessening the stress to the best of our ability instead of having a parasite, a virus, gluten in the diet, traumatic stress that hasn't been dealt with. Like there, there's so many different things. Um, and if I may ask, I'm just curious because I know so many people in the thyroid space are very, they're pretty adamant about the gluten-free thing. Have you found that to be something that is pretty much required in these clients or are you not as big on that? You know, one of the first things I do with every single one of my clients is what I developed, I, uh, it's called, you know, the food and symptom tracking system. <laughs> and because a lot of people are eating gluten and don't realize that it's causing unnecessary symptoms. So I will go through the tracking system with them and I'll see what's harming them basically mm -hmm. and what's not. And so to answer your question, yes, I do find that majority of my clients feel better off of gluten and off of dairy, especially dairy. Mm -hmm. And I know, ladies, I know they all say to me, Sarah, don't take my cheese. I love my cheese. So if you just said that in your head, then please go listen to my episode called Cheese Crack on my podcast and understand why you're addicted <laughs> to cheese. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Most people yeah. do not know. I'll, I don't want to spoil that because I, I'm actually, I'm not an expert anyway, but I do know that cheese does a certain thing to a certain part of the brain, very much associated with addiction in many people. Uh -huh. So uh, there's probably some good things to learn over there if you guys don't yeah. know that. Anything that we love obsessively and don't want to give up for our own health, you can probably guess that there's there's going to be some type of addictive <laughs> nature there. Because you have to, yeah. it's so weird, right? Because we say it out loud and it's such a common thing that we don't think twice. But how silly is that? And I've been there myself. Oh, I won't give up a food, but the promise is, hey, your chronic disease could get really better or even be gone. And yeah. I'm sitting here debating a food like that's it, it's really not logical, but there's got to be clearly then something deeper if we can't give it up. <laughs> but you know what? OK, let me speak to that really fast. Sure. So those 10 years that I was sick and I was doing all of my food elimination, I got to a place like I told you, I would just cry and I, I missed pizza and I missed sure. ice cream and I just wanted to have a regular latte that wasn't with soy milk, you know, and and all these things. And so. As the years have gone on, and now we have this fabulous alternative industry, food industry, um, that has saved us all, gluten-free, dairy-free folks. Um, I wholeheartedly believe in not ever putting my clients into food lack. And so if I'm like, okay, I see this food is causing you unnecessary symptoms, let's replace it. So a part of... Sure everything I provide is like, check out this brand and Ooh, look at this bread and you know, look at this cheese. And so it's like everything in moderation, obviously, sure. but I'm like, yes, let's make some nachos. I'll show you how, you know, gluten-free, dairy-free. <laughs> and yeah. Nice. So, but just so um, to speak to you, that gentleman that you mentioned, the blasphemous hom hominis, mm -hmm. that actually is a gram negative bacteria that is covered on the gut test. There are 35. Oh, cool. um, it, they, uh, the test goes into protist bacteria, fungi, um, and viruses. So even though, Perfect. you know, parasites per se aren't listed on there, there's everything else. And so, yeah, That's wonderful I, mean, then, yeah. I see C. diff 
C. diff infections all the time and these really bad gram negative um, um, infections or overgrowth, which is really easy to repair because you just have to start shifting the diet and bringing up the good bacteria. But this test, like one of the other things that, you know, really has bothered me about sort of the alternative spaces, they're using outdated tests too, mm -hmm. you know? So I had a PCR test done on myself, on my gut, and it, it it's seven pages long and it did provide some answers, but really not a lot. For this new test, this breakthrough state-of-the-art gut test by Biome, called Biome FX, is a game changer. Cool. And um, just for whatever it's worth for FDNs listening, because I think they... They get confused sometimes, especially if they're new, and we have a lot of new ones that listen. So yes, guys, we have our, our main stuff in the FDN course, but what's cool about what um, Sarah's saying is that you actually can get access to this as an FDN practitioner because we can create accounts directly with Microbiome Labs, like many health professionals, and so you can actually do that there if you're interested. Um, and we always say, too, you know, just make sure you get the proper training on whatever you're doing because any test is useless if it's in the, the eyes of someone who doesn't know how to analyze it, but clearly... Absolutely. At the highest levels, there are just objectively better tests. Like there are objectively better food sensitivity tests for certain things. If the person knows what they're looking at and how to do it, better hormone tests if there's, uh, if the person knows what they're looking at. So I, I love that you use that one. I actually, admittedly, I don't hear about that one as much, but now I'm starting to, to see a lot more spread in a variety of places. We got people, you know, repping Vibrant Wellness a lot. GI Map's still a standard, of course. I know some people that still do the classic stool culture. I, I don't know necessarily what the advantage of that would be in today's world with all the other stuff that we have. Like, I don't know how that would be a good standalone, but I get it. Some people like doing their thing. So whatever we can do to find the most things for the client is great. Uh, and what's kind of nice, I guess, in, in a sense about gut testing is we're still at a point where even though we're getting so much more advanced, we're never going to find everything most likely. And so there are core principles that are most important to focus on that you probably can do with just about anyone, um, regardless of the test or not. So never get too overwhelmed about it. If you're a new practitioner, you're clearly extremely well-versed in this. And what's interesting, something I wanted to ask, you basically, I know that you have certifications, but you kind of came up with your own system though. Is that I correct? I did. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I yeah. have created everything based on what I did to myself. And then um, yeah, there's been, you know, some developments along the way, but I have, I have like, yeah, like an OG whole program <laughs> and system. And I didn't know, you know, cool people like you existed out there and all these programs. I really just was like, I'm going to figure this out myself. And I pioneered everything. And so, um, yeah, I'm really proud of what I've built and it's very effective. Yeah, you should be. This is, it's damn impressive because Reed, I mean, basically did a similar thing, right? I, I know plenty of people who have certifications. I, you would now be the second person that I know that has come up with, okay, I'm going to actually figure out an intelligent system here myself and Reed's the only other person I know. So, um, and I don't know, you guys are both impressive in different ways because on one end, I'm impressed with Reed since one, he did it a while ago and two, he did it at, in a sense that like he didn't even have the motivation of his own health issues. So that's cool. But then on the opposite end, we have someone like you who was super sick and trying to figure this out when that is... I don't care how passionate someone is when you're sick. I'm a motivated guy. It's hard to get stuff done uh, when you're sick. Like 
it's very motivating in moments, you know, like you get the lab results back. Awesome. The new supplements come in great, but then there's a day to day, there's 24 hours in that day and it can be damn near debilitating sometimes depending on what the person's dealt with. So, uh, just props to you. I think it goes without saying, cause somehow we have gotten to 50 minutes. I'd love to have you back on where we can just, we, because we have had part twos with people and oh. it's only been a few times, but sometimes the story is just like phenomenal. And it's like, we have to have you back on to go through the rest of these uh, 10 pillars. So we'll talk about that when we're, when we're off here, uh, two quick things, then one, where can people find, I, I think we kind of already have the answer, but just yeah. to be clear, when can, where can they find the rest of your business stuff? Because you still will actively take clients right now, despite your new project, right? Like they could still work with you. Yes. I only have two spots open before I'm maxed out. So, you know, I don't problem to have. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want to overwhelm myself because I, I pour everything into my clients. I'm sure, you know, the feeling, you know, they are, they are just, they're like my sisters and, um, yeah. So thank you for all of your kind words. I really appreciate that. It's so nice, um, to hear your compliments, you know, it was, it wasn't easy. And, um, yeah. So yeah, like I said before, I mainly live on Instagram. Um, I I've tried to switch to other platforms, but I just, I have an amazing, beautiful community there that I've built and I talk with my thyroid, my thyroid warriors constantly. So that's just at coach.sarah.joy. And, um, I do post on TikTok and sometimes go live, but, um, it's, uh, it's my secondary. So you can also find me there. Just coach Sarah Joy. I do have my podcast, Thursday Thyroid Talks. You can watch all of the replays on my YouTube channel, again, which is just Coach Sarah Joy. Um, <clears throat> my podcast is really cool because I started it to actually touch on Thyroid Warrior stories. And But then it was really hard to always get a thyroid warrior to come on with me every other week and share their stories. So then I started inviting other coaches on. And now I have a lot of um, different guests. But that's one of the core things of my podcast is I invite women, everyday women, just like me to come on and and, and just share what they're going through because we need to hear these things. Mm -hmm. We need to know that there's other people out there that are going through similar things like this and that we're not alone. So you can go check that out, um, all major platforms. And then, yeah, my community, the butterfly gang, it's very, very, it's a very beautiful place. Um, I can't, I know it's just going to grow and be so just incredible over the years. I I have, you know, my five-year vision for it already. And I can see myself doing meditation, leading meditations and cooking classes and juicing and smoothies. And right now I'm just focusing on, um, the core education of my 10 root cause factors. So I just posted my first lesson, which was just thyroid one, 101. Next week I'm posting thyroid malfunction 101. Then I'm going to go into the 10 root cause factors. And then the rest of the year, I'm going to really pinpoint in on the education of each 10 root cause factor. So it's a really incredible place. Um, it's only $40 a month. Um, and right now they can try it for free for a seven for seven days, like a seven day free trial, come in, check it out, decide if you want to stay. And then there's going to be the video vault. So no matter when they join, they can have access to all the replays and of course the community. Yeah. Very cool. This is awesome. Um, all right. Well then, even though we will have you back on, I will still ask you our signature question for today. And it's, it's my favorite question on the podcast. This is a tough one too, because you've, um, you've learned a lot, so it'll be interesting to hear what you say. Okay. The signature question is this, if I could give you in this case, a magic wand and you could wave it and get every single person in this world to do one thing for their health. So you can choose 
literally getting them to do one thing or you can get them to stop doing one thing. But what is the one thing that Sarah would get them to do? I lost you on the sound, Justina. Oh, sorry. Um, that go. is that is such a good question. Oh, my gosh. If I could wave a magic wand and get everyone to do one thing, what would it do? What would I have them do? Oh, there's so many avenues to thyroid illness. And it can be health in general too, if it makes it uh, simpler for you. You know, I would have, I would definitely have everyone start, you know, requesting when they go in and they're, they're so adamant over their thyroid panels. I would have them start requesting infection panels too. And I would have them start taking these, um, herpes, cold sores, you know, all these, uh, different viral infections more serious. And I would have them, um, look at those as in, okay, this is something seriously going on in my body. What can I do about it? And regardless if the, if they, you know, aren't going to take it serious with you, you can still research of like, okay, this is what's, what I see. What can I do to help myself? Got it. Sarah, this was Excellent. Thank you so much for coming on today. You're welcome. Thank you so much. 